Hi, and welcome to episode 84 of the LDS Study Session with your host, Matthew Roberts. Uh, we're going to continue with our Come Follow Me study this week, found in August 19th to August 25th. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 to 17, be perfectly joined together. Uh, looking now in the section to accomplish God's work, I need the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 17 to 31 and chapter 2. And as I was preparing for this, uh, this uh, episode today, I realised that I'm going to have to separate this into two different sections once again. I then realised that once I do that, I'll be kind of going into Wednesday and Thursday on this, and I've got three more days of the week to cover three more sections, which look quite meaty in themselves. So we shall see how far we get through. Um, but with what I'm going to share with you today, we're going to look at this section, and we're going to focus firstly uh, about how the wisdom of the world is important but how the wisdom of God needs to be with that for it to for it to be to be as important, and then we'll move on to the need to have the wisdom of God to help move His work forward, which I think are two very separate things, but very important to kind of consider together. So, we do see uh, in a few of the verses that are shared about how the wisdom of the world is important, but there is always very clear messages that it's important to have the, the to have God's counsel with that. Or the wisdom of the Lord on our side also. For example, in 2 Nephi chapter 9, verse 29, it says, To be learned is good if they hearken to the counsels of God. So again, very clear message there saying that, yes, it is important that we are learned uh, in the ways of the world, but, it's, but it has to come with that counsel of God with it. We also see a very similar um, kind of invitation to us to learn things of the world in Doctrine and Covenants section 88, verse 118, a very well-known verse, uh, which says, and, and all as have not faith, seek ye diligently, and teach one another words of wisdom. Yea, seek ye out of the best books words of wisdom. Seek learning even by study and also by faith. A clear message there saying that we do need to seek study in, out of the best books, and that refers to not just spiritual matters, but things of the world as well. But it has to be studied by learning and by faith. Uh, there is a great uh, message that I want to, to kind of link up with this. And this was given very recently by President Dallin H. Oaks in the October 2018 General Conference in the talk entitled Truth and the Plan. Um, and he talked about how important it is to look for secular teachings, but how God's counsel needs to be there with us. He says, quote, when we seek the truth about religion, we should use spiritual methods appropriate for the search, prayer, the witness of the Holy Ghost and study of the scriptures and of words of modern prophets. I am always sad when I hear of one who reports a loss of religious faith because of secular teachings. Those who once had spiritual vision can suffer from self-inflicted spiritual blindness. As President Henry B. Eyring said, their problem does not lie in what they think they see, it lies in what they cannot yet see. The methods of science lead us to what we call scientific truth, but scientific truth is not the whole of life. Those who do not learn by study and also by faith limit their understanding of truth to what they can verify by scientific means. That puts artificial limits on their pursuit of truth, close quote. And I always found it in, I find it very interesting, actually, that President Oaks states here that if we use only scientific methods to, to kind of enhance and build up our knowledge, then that puts a... a a kind of a limit on what we can learn. Now, some of the world would argue, well, scientific evidence and, and search actually opens our view. And whilst that may be true, it actually, when you think about it, it does make sense that if we are only using those methods to search for 
of what our truth is, those scientific things, then we are limiting it to what we can see, what we can hear. Uh, and, you know, that, and this, you know, just obviously applies to religious things, how you can see how it can limit our understanding, but also in, in general views of the world as well. There, there is said to be many creatures that we have not discovered. Does that mean they don't exist? Well, no, it doesn't. But it simply is because they, we haven't scientifically been able to examine or, or you know, study them yet. Um, but we are limited in our, in our understanding in that area because of what we can see and hear. Um, now, obviously, you know, of religious things uh, and, and of spiritual things, we need that, that spiritual um, part of our study as well to be able to build up our knowledge so that we can then receive answers and, and kind of advances in, in that area. Otherwise, we are limited to what we can physically see or hear. Um, yeah, it is disappointing when you kind of hear of people who've lost their faith, as President Oak states, because of what they have seen in other areas of study, when actually those thing, those areas of study and the religious study that we have can be easily um, kind of brought into harmony with each other. Uh, so there was also something else I wanted to share with this, actually, as well, about the, the pursuit of secular knowledge and how that is encouraged and should be done, uh, but obviously with remembering the spiritual uh, side of our study as well. An example of how um, certainly in the in the latter days, the restored Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, the restored gospel places importance on secular faith or secular learning, I should say. Uh, this is shown in the example of the School of the Prophets. Uh, for those that aren't aware, uh, you can find this. Uh, there's a great section in the... Um, gospel library app if you look under church history and then church history topics there's a vast variety of things which you can learn about there which i'm looking through right now uh, one is called school of the prophets and it says this quote um, the, the school offered both spiritual and secular instruction encompassing such topics as history current events reading and writing mathematics language study and doctrinal teaching um, so we can see here that uh, when the church was organized earlier, it, early when the church was organized as well, so we're looking at 1833 time, um, there was a, a school, as it were, established called the School of the Elders, where um, there was discussion about spiritual matters, but also secular matters that was run by many members of that school, uh, including the prophet Joseph Smith. Um, now, obviously, as, as the church has progressed, that school to no longer functions. But I was, what I was interested to read about was actually how it has continued, but just in a different manner. Um, it carried on into the, uh, the late 20th, 19th century, but not using the name the School of the Prophets, though. And then it kind of began to go forth as the church began to progress and become more globalized, um, to the point where we read this, quote, as secular education and training programs became more widely available, church leaders encouraged the saints to enroll and to enroll and, est and established programs to support church members in their pursuit of education. To provide spiritual learning and training for local ministry and missionary service, the church established seminaries, institutes of religion, missionary training centers, and other leadership training meetings and broadcasts. Each of these programs carries on in, in its own way the legacy of the Kirtland School of the Prophets, close quote. I love that. It's basically saying that since the church has become wider and more globalized, also there have been more educational and secular training uh, facilities available to their members. And so the church has encouraged the members to use those. And we hear the church all the time, the church leaders, 
apostles and prophets talking about the importance of gaining an education and developing our knowledge of the secular world, um, all, all members. Uh, and so uh, obviously the role of the church in terms of uh, ed educating and edifying its members then move more from that secular learning toward the spiritual and, mini and ministering matters. Uh, hence the seminaries, institutes, training and leadership broadcasts and so on. I just thought that was a really interesting thing just to point out that, again, uh, this secular learning is important. When we dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, we look at verse 17 and 18 to start with. Uh, and Paul says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made non-effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Very important words by Paul, again, reinforcing the fact that, yes, you know, words are important, but without, you know, if, if it was just the words that we use to preach the gospel, then it would have no effect. Um, we need to be using the Spirit in our teaching of the spiritual matters uh, to kind of make it more powerful, to make it more effective. Um, and again, and I like this final verse in verse 25, uh, where in verse Corinthians one twenty-five, Paul says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now, I don't think that Paul here is suggesting that God is wise or foolish. However, I do think Paul is trying to get across the point that, you know, if God was foolish, his foolishness would still be wiser than us and his weakness would still be stronger than our strength. Uh, and so he's making the point that we need to have the Lord with us to accomplish his work so that we can then move it forward because it is after all his work and he knows how to move it forward. Um, to finish, there's a great quote by um, Elder Joseph B. Werflin in April 2008, um, who said this, quote, to those who have strayed because of doctrinal concerns, we cannot apologize for the truth. We cannot deny doctrine given to us by the Lord himself. On this principle, we cannot compromise. I understand that sometimes people disagree with doctrine. They even go so far as to call it foolish. But I echo words of the Apostle Paul who said that sometimes spiritual things can appear as foolishness to men. Nevertheless, the foolishness of God is wiser than men, close quote. And really, that is, you know, the point that Paul is trying to make as he goes forward with this, that the, that the Corinthians needed to understand that, yes, words are important and the, and the secular learning is important. I think that we've established that in this episode today, that we are encouraged to seek after learning. And even in examples of church history, uh, there are examples where we've seen that secular learning is put as a priority, but we need to understand that it comes with a warning or a, or a cautionary word, that we need to have the spiritual uh, aspect of learning with us to seek stu study le and learning by faith, and we need to make sure that when we are uh, on the Lord's work and when we are trying to fulfil his purposes, we include him in this work through the power of the Holy Ghost so that that word has power. Uh, thank you very much for listening today. I'll continue uh, on with this uh, into 1 Corinthians 2 tomorrow. Um, I think there's quite a bit more that we could learn from this. Uh, if there's anything you have to share uh, about this or anything else that you've been studying, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.